Welcome back to episode 36 of Black Band T-Shirt Podcast for part two. Still with Chris Morant. Hi. And still with Adam Vallely. Hello. <laughs> and still on Cave-In. So in the first part we covered everything from Until Your Heart Stops through Jupiter, Antenna and Perfect Pitch Black. And remaining we have the small matter of my number one, White Silence and Adam's number two. Uh, final Transmission and 2022's Heavy Pendulum, Chris's number one. So, and then uh, afterwards, um, <laughs> we have our niche of the better top five. Um, so, caving off from Matthew in Massachusetts, we worked out that's about a half hour drive from Salem, where the witch trials took place. So, as this episode has been released the day before Halloween, uh, we are doing our top five songs with witch-adjacent terms in the title and our usual shout outs at the end. So we go first into 2012's White Silence, the album I've decided, thank you, <laughs> after much de- deliberation, is my favorite Cave-In album. Main reason for that is the performance for out of Caleb motherfucking Schofield. It's, it's Caleb's album, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, there's, this is my. Did I say this is my number two? Yes, yeah. I believe so. So, behind the the greatness that is Jupiter and the the classic, White Silence is a very, very, very close second. Uh, and it could have been number one, and it probably would be number one on a different day. Mm. Um, this album is absolute bangers. Yeah, <laughs> it's my number three. So that that maybe makes it our kind of joint highest ranked maybe really yeah I guess so I guess um, so and it's it's fucking insane it's I, I would <laughs> say I would not when I was listening to it have predicted that it would be anyone's number one mm. but I'm not at all surprised that it is your in particular number one <laughs> yes yes um, I think you can hear uh, a lot of what um, well so I think this is a very preferred songwriting style of Stevens you can hear him after this album working out this side of his songwriting in Mutoid Man yes where where, where Cave-In have gone on to different things um, and obviously like yeah uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it when we come to it about um, the directions of Final Transmission and um, Heavy Pendulum um, yeah and I mean I guess the wor- the, uh, um, the best part is Caleb Schofield and the worst part it's the fact that this was Caleb so let's go for Swan Song yeah um, pretty much yeah as um, as Adam covered right at the top um, Caleb sadly passed away a few years ago um, in between the uh, the release of this album and uh, 2017's Final Transmission which contained 2019 2019 <laughs> sorry his uh, that's right. I'm just going to keep fact checking you that's my role yeah. that's right. Um in in um um, it contained his final recordings. <sighs> I mean, where to start with this record? Like, I think even though it's my number one, it's a fairly top-heavy album. Mm-hmm. In that, um, yeah, I think Adam um, alluded to it before that um, it goes some very different places in the latter half of the record. I yeah. mean, um, yeah, like there's some very exp- like. In places, this is the heaviest cave-in record. Like, literally, when starting off with White Silence into Serpents, like, that is yeah. heavy fucking shit. 
Um, but then you, but then you move through um, like the section which contains all of my favourite songs. And I'll come back to that later. <laughs> there might be some things in common there. Into yeah. um, into stuff like heartbreaks, earthquakes. I mean, lads, drop the Beatles stuff already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, all I've put for that is someone's been listening to the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I put uh, heartbreaks, earthquakes, uh, Beatles, Beatles, feel to it, uh, full on psychedelic. Well, um, right, you say drop the Beatles, but I feel like it's the fact, like we said with Perfect Pitch Black, the fact that they're doing albums as heavy as this and still throw stuff like that in is what makes them who they are as a band. It gives them that yeah. identity of being this band that you can never quite pin down. So, you know? so my main thing about this album and kind of what I'm just discussing is as with Jupiter this is an incredibly thought well thought out album from mm-hmm. start to finish yeah starting with the like proper hardcore stuff with white silence which has the weirdest opening you like thrown straight in the which is like Again, some, it's some, kind of a horrible guitar sound but kind of deliberately it's so. a bit it's a bit going back to Queens of Stone Age it's a very like weird like Queens of Stone Age thing to yeah. throw in like a weird guitar sound that has nothing to do with the rest of the song mm. uh, and then you get thrown into that and then Serpents Sing My Loves which is again a uh a crowd favourite. They played it the other night when I saw them. Um, huge chorus. And the, but then the last three songs, like we said, Heart, Heartbreaks, Earthquakes, Iron Decibels, and Reanimation. Uh, mm. They could be on a completely different record. Yeah. So like, this is my only my my biggest criticism. My low light thing is that I feel like I, I, I couldn't work out how to phrase it. I've said loses its way again near the end, but I don't really mean. I just mean yeah. It sounds like it's doing something completely different to the rest of it. So it's quite a confusing record at times. Mm. But I feel, I, the more I've looked at this, the more I feel like they do that with almost every album. Yep. You know? Um, so it's not even like it's a, that makes me think, well, okay, it's a deliberate choice to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and actually on that point, um, what I was alluding to earlier that they've done on a few albums is the last track... Uh, reanimation mm-hmm. is classic cave in it starts off acoustic and yeah. slow and quiet and then it builds and builds mm-hmm. and builds and then bursts into a huge crescendo crescendo and then quietly dies off again um yeah. and it's a, a stunning end to the album yeah um yeah i really really love that ending um mm. but like i said it's completely different to the, the start of the record it's this interesting is... i've got it as my worst okay but... But I remember really struggling to choose a worse song here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't. I, I, I don't think I can mm. choose a worse song. I've left it blank in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like uh, our cow's way out. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> that, that 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 is fair. Like I've in the end gone for um, for the title track, uh, this um, the song that starts the album, purely because it's quite a long intro and what it goes into is fairly basic by this yeah, album standard. Yeah, that was standard. probably my next choice. The, the opening too, there's there's things about them that I would change, mm. basically. Mm. And again, most of those things are kind of production choices more than anything, okay. actually. Like, this is a very gnarly sounding yeah. record, which is both its strength and its weakness in places, I think. I think, I think the sound of this record is like the kind of sounds they probably wanted for Perfect Pitch Black. That, yeah. That, 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 yeah. It's very we're, unpolished we're, and very... Um, yeah, yeah. And, we, and, we, we are pissed off at our major label. Let's make yes, the completely opposite yeah. of yeah. a major label record. 
Um, you mentioned Sing My Love Said. Uh, that's my number one here. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, um, yeah, like I said, with Joy Opposites, sorry, our second siren of the night. Apologies for Garrett Lane. Um, yeah, along with um, Joy Opposites from Antenna and Trepanning from Perfect Pitch Black, Sing My Loves would go mm-hmm. into my top three cave-in songs of all time, interchangeable for which one's my favourite. And with three songs as good as that, that's one of the best, one of the best bands ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, followed up by, like you said, Chris, I imagine we, we've got a variation on this, um, Second Centred and Third Vicious Circles. So my, mine is one, two, three, sings my, sing my last vicious circle, centred. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that section is just flawless. Mm. Yeah. I think Sing My Love's Serpents for me. I can see why you've, um, you've gravitated towards Serpents because it's, I think of the three of us, you're the biggest probably noise rock fan. Yes. Noise rock, but also it's pretty like fast going. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's ferocious as yeah. a song. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty fast going. Um, the, th- the one thing I did want to say about this album as well, and kind of against what I was saying before, how the start and the finish is so different. But I was listening to it on the way here because um, it's the one I've listened to least um, mm. recently because I know this album pretty pretty well. Mm. front to back yeah and I keep forgetting there's so many like electronic em- elements mm. like in the background even in the heavier songs yeah and talking about how an album's tied together you go back and listen to it and you're like ah oh, I didn't notice that before in the back of like Serpents or Vicious Circles and there's very much the same elements that run all the way through yeah. it um, Iron Decibels is one I really noticed that like synth running underneath all the way through that's yeah. like backing the guitars up just it's really subtle but it makes it that makes that difference I think as well I think I, I've said this a few times for um, records that came out in this period I think why I've gravitated to one uh, this one um, and why it maybe it's ended up my number one is just, it was just so refreshing in the musical landscape at the time like early 2010s were a dearth of good new music, um, especially over here in the UK when we were suffering through the likes of Yumi at Six, <laughs> Death Havana, yeah. Young Guns, uh, Mallory Knox, Et Al, Blitz Kids. <laughs> like for an old faithful like Cave-In to come out with something so vibrant and different even to everything else that, that, that had come before it. Um, I think it's my favourite album of the year in 2011. And um, and yeah, it just remains like an album I fucking adore. Um, it's it's my, my highlight thing, I think, points to what you're saying there and that I, I like that they've found a way to embrace their like heavier roots. Mm. But in a way that sounds modern and exciting for the time this came out, rather Definitely. than rather yeah. than just calling back to please the fans, kind of thing. I think the thing that we haven't pointed out as well is just before this. So it, it, at the end of the um, Perfect Pitch Black tour, um, um, the drummer um, I've forgotten his name now already. It's someone Connors. Who, um, Connors, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Left the band because he'd actually hurt himself, and Ben uh, Collar filled in, mm. and they actually went on a, a three-year hiatus 
before this mm. um and then funnily enough after this they went on hiatus yeah. again so it's interesting that they kind of did this album john was, robert connors sorry john to, robert connors, yeah. yeah jr connors that's it mm. um and yeah it's kind of interesting it's like I said, this was almost my number one album mm. I, because I kind of, it's got such a specific sp- a place in time for Cave mm. In. Yeah. Um, compared to the next album that we'll get onto and the one after, I think there's a lot of crossover with o- other albums, but this one very much sits on its own. I did think that was interesting about it. Like you say, just looking chronologically, it does. it is just kind of an island time-wise, just like... Yeah. And for such... I think that's what makes it really interesting for the kind of album that it is and for it being so kind of abrasive. Mm. You'd almost expect, you know, this is the one album in a nearly 15-year, like, there's, you know, overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, You'd expect them to have gone with a full-on, I mean, kind of like what Heavy Pendulum is, really, I suppose, when Mm. you got it, but like something that was a bit more all-encompassing of everything they've done and all that kind of crowd pleasing album yes yeah. that's, that's why I've been think... away for so long here have this but instead they've gone we've been away for so long <laughs> yeah. well that's that's why like they did planets of old they came back did yeah. planets of old and i think that's why for us it's top ep out of all the eps mm. they were precursor to, precursor yeah. to this and then yeah yeah it's fantastic absolutely fantastic record um although they they do um Wondering, uh, I'm wondering, Chris, what you think of Summit Fever, very Jupiter-style track. Yeah, um, I think, yeah, I enjoyed that. It is very, but I think, again, I think it's more immediate than a lot of what's on Jupiter. Mm. Um, it's a lot more riffy. Yeah. There's some very chunky riffs going on there, and the vocals are really cool. I think, I mean, part of maybe what it is with Jupiter that's taken, it's taken me more effort to really get into is obviously, it was a big shift in vocal style. Yeah. And it's probably still getting used to how to use that the best way. I don't know. Whereas, like, some song like Summit Fever, I feel like he's absolutely on top of his game with that. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like the the, the absolute uh, Jimi Hendrix at Woodstock level of guitar wankery at the end of that yeah. one was amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's, um, yeah, like going back to what Brodsky's uh, embraced since and has is, is always been a part of him, um, which he does in Mutoid Man. There's definitely some good... Uh, kind of little, classic rock almost. Yeah, so, almost yeah. classic rock, which he, he does he does more now, but... Yeah, yeah with um, Two Minutes to Midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Two Minutes to Late Night, even. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I do, do still need my check-in. Um, are we ready to move on to Final Transmission, chaps? Yes. I think that's Lovely. Okay. So, well... Yeah, as I, as I it's said, it's kind of uh, a big caveat that comes with this one. Of course, it? yes, of course, because this is this, this is mostly Caleb's final demos uh, that he recorded before his um, uh, tragic passing. I think, um, yeah, this ended up last for me. Um, as I said, it had to be one. There's no bad Caveman albums, and there's a lot of great stuff here, um, especially. Brodsky's vocal performance yeah. amongst the difficult circumstances. I don't I don't think it's harsh to say this it's like I've only got it one above last. I don't think it's harsh to put it there because it is it isn't it's the one case where it's not the album they planned to release. No. You know, they were they were working on an album, but this is just the point that it that they were able to 
you know, it's what they had to release it as in the end, given everything that was going on. Yeah, yeah. and again, and again, they'd they'd this well, this was their longest hiatus of seven <clears throat> to eight years, I think it was. Um, yeah, and again, they were probably eager to come back. From what I've read um, when doing when doing my research, um, they were again trying to look for that that new sound as yeah. uh, Marty Bush would say uh, trying to find the new sound um, <laughs> and you can hear it but um, again uh, I was reading that um, that obviously they did the demos obviously Caleb died right after doing mm. um, a massive recording session so I think it was like two, driving home from a recession yeah, yeah two three days and then he was driving home <clears throat> um, and you can hear that that they've tried to honor him and honor those demos yeah. they 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 added some extra layers to it a yeah. few extra vocal up uh, obviously Stephen um i don't know if it was going to be all Stephen um but obviously he's taken the the main vocal duties other than the opening voice note mm-hmm. um but they've added some extra bits to it but it still sounds and again this is why it's last for second to last for me is Unfortunately, it doesn't sound great. Like a lot of and this, it was all right. So, White Silence was was mostly self-produced, but with the help of, of others, right? But and this one was kind of because it was studio demos. They had that. They, 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 there was an interview I read with him saying how like what an amazing job the people that they got involved to do the mastering and mixing on it did to make it sound like a yeah. studio album. Yeah. Yeah, they got. Yeah, they got they were working with demos and trying to polish them. Yeah, mm. it was all, it was all recorded, other than like the extra bit. Mm. So I think it was all recorded in their practice space yeah. at the time. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's that's yeah, that's unfortunately. I'm sure in a in another place, in another time, mm. um, it would it would have been a fuller album and. Um, yeah, nothing against <laughs> nothing uh, against Caleb's memory, but yeah, just uh, the songs aren't quite there for me. No, mm. and this is it. And this is what I've got as my low point is you can tell a lot of the songs are kind of half formed, yeah, and still being worked through, and they've just had to kind of go with it at that point. Yeah, um, I think my worst part of this is yeah, not only what you said, but like due to the due to the, the extenuated circumstances there is quite a dour mood over mm-hmm. this record and like you know completely understandable it's just that when the last one was so vicious and experimental and before like with with Jupiter and even Antenna had caught the band in quite a celebratory space yeah yeah um, optimistic it, even I suppose yeah yeah, I think this one, um, it, it it's not overbearingly dull, but you can like, like dulder, not yeah, not yeah, boring yeah. dull, but um, but just it just like that's there's a cloud hanging over this record. There is, but I mean, having said that, like I feel like the song that is the most about all of that being shaped my blood. Mm. It's the best. It's my best song. It's my best song. Yeah. I think it's an absolutely magical song. I think they've done, yeah. and it must have taken it out of them to put that kind of emotion into that song. It also, mm. yeah, it also sounds like the song that they've added more to. Yeah, um, so, so it's, it's all, in, three, in, all in, three remaining members doing vocals, yeah, right? Yeah, in in tribute, in tribute mm. to to Caleb. Um, and actually, yeah, just uh, just looking up the notes. So yeah, they had. Um, 
the rough tracks were later polished and completed, mixing by Andrew Schneider and mastering by James Plotkin. So yeah, Schneider's who did Perfect Pitch Black with him, and I think helped them on White Silence with production. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I, I looked him up and other stuff he's worked on, actually, as a result of Perfect Pitch Black, so I thought the sound of that was really, really cool. Yeah. For, especially for a, a 2005 album. Yeah, mm-hmm. and all, all the songs were recorded live to a handheld four-track tape. Yeah. Um, so that's why it sounds so rough and ready. Yeah. Um, another uh, sort of um, side thing um, another kind of worst part this is the last album um, oh, yeah. Hydrahead ended up releasing before yeah. before it folded yeah, yeah. yeah. Leg- leg- legendary label yeah owned by um, Aaron Turner of well the band formerly known as Isis yeah. now known as Celestial for obvious reasons <laughs> <laughs> um, but was also in Old, Old Man Gloom alongside yeah. um, Steve Brodsky um, yeah, other favourites here, um, Past Shape My Blood, Winter Window, my second and third is Lanterna. Cool. Uh, so I've got to, I've got Strange Reflection as number two and Led to the Wolves as number three. Led to the Wolves was one that was basically completely written by Caleb, I think. That's one of the few. Interesting. Interesting that you um, you point out Strange Reflection because I think that's the most antenna song here. Oh, really? Okay. Mm. I've put, I've, I think, I've put it's, a, it's a wonderful combination of the three cave and elements of Sludge, Shimmer and Croon. Okay. <laughs> nice. Sludge, Shimmer and Croon, I love it. Like shake, rattle and roll, it works. On yeah, yeah. Thing, so. um, no, the riff's really cool in that one. And um, I think like the sort of back to basics, Foo Fighter Z mm. songwriting you both sort of talked about with Antenna. Um, that song proves that isn't, isn't gone from their arsenal. I feel like there's mm. more like weight or depth to it in, in this one than on Antenna mm. there's something about those melodies going on that I found quite and almost life affirming which is interesting considering the thing that you picked out was the sort of downness of it mm. um, I've, I've, I've used that kind of description quite a lot in this one of it feeling quite I don't know euphoric almost in some places mm. um, but I suppose that was kind of a cathartic mm. thing perhaps that they went with that route what else have you gravitated towards here, um, Adam, in particular? Um, yeah, I think "Shake My Blood" mm-hmm. um, is my favourite. Um, I'm just I can't remember the rest of the track names for some reason off the top of my head. Let's have a look. Um, yeah, "Nightcrawlers" fantastic. Um, "Nightcrawler" reminded me of early Muse. The best parts of that. Uh-huh. Interesting. Ah, interesting. Um, yeah, "Nightcrawler." Um, is pretty good. I think Lunar Day is actually the one after that. Lunar Day is probably my least favourite. Yeah, same. Um, and yeah, again, there's not, it's not too many. Again, it's quite a consistent record, mm. but it's consistent for a reason because it's not a fully formed record. Yeah, there is no real standout highlights for me. Mm-hmm. Fair I've, enough. I've got my my overall highlight thing is I do think it's combined that kind of grittiness of white silence and things with the earlier spec it's probably the most spacey and I'm mm. guessing deliberately so mm-hmm. since Jupiter yeah so the fact they're bringing those kind of two two ends of their sounds so you could see what they were trying to do if they had been able to finish it I think mm. yeah cool so now we move on to our final record and Chris is number one Heavy Pendulum Oof. <laughs> um, I mean, st- I think, I mean, I don't know, Ollie, you know my 
tastes more than Adam generally, I suppose. But I like, are you surprised in that context that it's my number one? Extremely. Really? See, to me, I would have thought I, I this would be the one people would predict would be my favourite. Right. No. Um, I mean, I, I. Well, maybe I just assumed you knew more about caving than you did, and you'd automatically gravitate towards something like Jupiter or White Silence, mm. or even Perfect Pitch Black as your number one. Um, no, the reason why is um, I, I. I could never have seen it being your favourite. Is a. Well, I mean, these might be my more my uh, problems with it than yours. It, it's it's far too long. It is too long, yeah, so, <laughs> undeniably. But so, so I kind I, of don't mind that because it feels a bit like a celebration, or not even a celebration, but do you know what I mean? Like, I can see why they've not wanted to cut things. However, there is a whole element to it that I would cut. Yeah. So I said earlier, there's a massive. Well, on part one, there's a massive asterisk against this for yeah. me, where it is in my ranking is I've been obsessed with this album this year. Mm. Um, and I think Ask Me in two or three years' time mm. might be higher up. See, again, it so might- that's, that's, I suppose that's similar, again, similar to how I thought of Gajira's. It's that idea that I've come to these albums pretty much from the same place rather mm. than yeah. having a bigger relationship with any than, than another. But yeah, I've, I've been obsessed with this album. Um, and again, it was very hard to probably cho- again it's always hard with Caven hard mm. to choose like a, any negatives around this album mm. I think mm. it's a very consistent album I think what you mentioned earlier it's a perfect encapsulation of everything that's Caven so. every inch um, or pretty much every inch um, it is too long um, mm. that is the the main issue and mm. um there's there's a lot of stuff that could have been I think cut. It's it, there are tracks that are very similar to each other. That I'm like, yeah. you, you've just done the same thing I twice. I would get rid of all the grunge tracks. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was gonna say that 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 was that was. Uh, they they are the songs to me that seem regressive and like Brodsky having a bit of fun. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was going to say you. Um, I, I'm surprised you didn't have more of a bugbear than that. Like um, no, those, those. I'd say there's like three of them that really stand out to me as lap, that just stick out like sore thumbs. That so I would, which, that, which songs? I would say I. Um, I don't know if you'll agree here, but title track "Waiting" and "Love and Reckoning." Uh, as in "Waiting for Love." Yeah, that's my worst track, mm-hmm. um, and it's one of them. Yeah. Um, Oh, what were the other strong, ones? Um, strong Alice in Chains vibes to all three of those. Uh, heavy, heavy pe- the title track, Heavy yeah. Angel, yeah, yeah, yeah. very Alice in Chains, like across, but somewhere in between Soundgarden and Alice in Chains, that one. Yeah. But, but not doing anything particularly modern and interesting with it, yeah. for mm. me. The, the one uh, slight issue, and well, I, I don't see it as an issue. I don't personally see it as an issue, but I saw someone comment about this online. Mm. Um, not that the internet is the go-to place for opinions, <laughs> but... Um, the one thing that has been a criticism by other people is you've got Mutoid Man now. Mm-hmm. There is too many Mutoid Man moments on this record. I can hear that. Um, which, again, there's moments in songs. I can't remember exactly which songs I would compare exactly to Mutoid Man. Um, but there are there's stuff that 
I think the one that I maybe got that the most was Floating Skulls. Yes. Thinking off the top of my head. Yeah, that's it's a very... Cool. I mean, he said they kept reworking it. It went through different lyrics, keys, tunings, time signatures until they got yeah. to the Deep Purple's Burn territory. <laughs> I got quite a motorheady thing as well from it. That, like, yeah. I mean, that might be... So, uh, this might be a stretch, but that might be something to do with the fact that, um, obviously, th- this is the fir- their first album with Nate Newton as a full-time member, a new toy man, Features Ben Collar from Converge on drums. Yeah. So might and be he's produced by Balu again. Yeah. 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 So uh, it might be that element that brings the Mutoy Man into it. Yeah. Exactly. They, they, but, there's there's some cousins in common. Yeah. But me- but mentioning Nate though, just for a second, what a rep- what a replacement yeah. for Caleb. I mean, yeah. there is there is no one else that could replace him. Um, well, this and- is it. The fact that they've got someone close enough to the band who was close with Caleb as well, mm-hmm. who can do what the band needs someone in that I mean, to do like you could you could Nate could have been in Caven mm. and, and sung all the the same lyrics and it would be pretty much spot on the mm. the, the albums mm. would sound no different yeah um and live obviously um I've now seen the only two times I've seen Caven is with him mm. and when he sings Caleb's bits my God, like yeah. he's so good. He is an mm. absolute beast of a human being. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was quite sad the other night um, when they came on stage, and I can't, uh, they must have done it uh, the other shows as well. Uh, it hangs Caleb's bass mm. on, on the um, on the amp, comes mm-hmm. out, picks it up, and then he let us all uh, touch it at the end. Mm-hmm. I nice. brought it out into the crowd, and uh, which was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's. He's fantastic on this record. Yeah, um, yeah. His heavy vocals. Uh, um, I mean, this, th- I, there's certain songs where I think he his, his vocal mixed with the music they're doing mm. uh, sounds like they've heard Mastodon doing what they've been doing for the last ten years. Mm. And gone, yeah. Oh, oh, you mean this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Blood, <laughs> I've done it properly. <laughs> yeah, blood, yeah. Blood, blood spillers, like perfect yeah. example of that. Blood spiller yeah. when he when he literally belts out blood spiller. Yeah. and that riff is huge. That's yeah. a new um, um, new contender for uh, fantasy wrestling entrance theme of choice. Yeah, it's <laughs> a um, political one that mm. blood spiller, which is quite for Caitlin. Actually, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I say political, more just reaction to 2020. Sure. Here, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just talking about vocals as well, though. The, the nice treat on this as well. Uh, Adam McGrath gets uh, run out with mm. um, lead vocals as well on uh, on Reckoning. Ah, uh, right. Which is which was one of the one of the singles as well, mm. and gave me like proper Alexis on Fire um, mm. like vibes, mm. which was which was nice. So that's the one that's got a really different. Uh, that, the, the the percussion is almost like. Yeah, it starts off acoustic and then... And then uh, there's like percussion going on rather than a full drum kit because JR had a wrist issue at the time, so they had to. But I think it really gives it a really cool... It could have sunk into being another, like you were saying, song at that point in the album, especially that you feel like you've heard before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that gives it its own kind of character, which is really cool. Yeah. And they played that the other night and yeah, it was absolutely fantastic to hear. Um, It was a nice treat to hear Adam sing. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's probably one of my weird highlights. Not my favourite mm. song, but it's it's just uh, good to hear him. I hope again he does more of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, as far as favourite songs goes, I, I, well, I just wanted um, to say that uh, before I go into that, that new reality, the opener is, is 
probably their best opener for me since Dane Silver. It's my yeah. number two song. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. Um, I've got a joint number three, which is which are the, the Caleb tribute tracks on this record, um, Amarinthin and Wavering Angel. Yeah. Oh, Wavering Angel's my number one. Right. Yeah. Wa- Wa- Wavering Angel is a proper tearjerker. And um, I mean, he's, I, like, I like that he's described it as Stairway to Methuen. <laughs> uh, you can tell that's deliberate there's certain bits in that intro that sound like they are directly ripping off Stairway to Heaven but in the best way yeah <laughs> yeah. they they finished their main set um, with it the other night before doing their encore and there was definitely uh, a few uh, uh, tears mm. in the in the audience um, but yeah that's a fa- fantastic track yeah actually that, it's, like, it's, that, it's, that classic rock kind of thing almost comes in again mm, in, yeah. especially in the end I feel like that this sounds like Iron Maiden covering Hotel California <laughs> that last harmonised yeah. riff <laughs> really cool um, my number two is Floating Skulls um, number okay. one hit for me is um, Careless Offering nice uh, my, my mm. top two are the opening two tracks New Reality and Blood Spiller um, a new reality, actually. Looking at it, Caleb's got a, a writing credit on that, yeah. so he must have written a uh, and Amarinthin as well. He's got a writing um, credit for it as well, so they mm. must be re- reused riffs. But yeah, new reality and blood spiller are my my top two. Nice. The, the only one we haven't mentioned that's in my top three is mm. my number three. Well. Just missing out, blinded by a blaze. I really like. Oh, see, that's actually my my worst here. Really, really. I just feel it meanders a bit. I mean, it does take again. It's, it's what I said for one before. It takes a while to get going. Yeah. Um. But and I don't know. I think it's got a really. The, it, it's one that has got that grunge influence kind of there again. I suppose. Yeah. Um. But no, I really, I really like that one. Yeah. I also like it describes a harmonic lead part that comes in in the middle. Uh, he said, kind of like the music you might hear coming out of an ice cream truck on Mars. <laughs> is how Fodsky's described that one. Um, interestingly as well, talking about um, blinded, blinded by Blaze, New Reality and Blood Spiller and Reckoning, the first time Cave-In have done music videos since Antenna. Oh, wow. Ah. So they are a band that have never done really done music videos for some reason. There is, uh, I've forgotten now, which is really annoying, there is one other track in their... There's fireworks going on, by yeah, the way, if people really, can hear that. For some reason. Um, <laughs> um, there is one other that you can't find properly on YouTube. There's a weird version of it. But yeah, um, when they did Antenna, the, the two singles, in, and yeah. Inspire and Anchor, proper mm-hmm. music videos. And this is yeah. the, the first time that they've done proper music videos since then. Hmm. So. Um, what was it? Yeah, the, the, the one that I think is kind of similar, I suppose, in places to Blinded by Blaze, it's actually number three is Nightmare Eyes. Right. Yeah. Um, it made even better when I read that Brodsky wrote it in his dream <laughs> where he dreamt that he was hearing Tools Fear Inoculum before it had actually come out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and wrote this and this was the song he heard. <laughs> so he woke up and wrote it. Did he find the leak on Reddit like I did? Because <laughs> um, that's a, that's what he probably did. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else to say before we close out? Um, um, I, I, I would I would agree with what all, all the criticisms you have of it. I just think a big a big part of what I love about it is is Kurt Bowie's production. I think it's yeah. spectacular on this one, and he like I say is my favourite modern day producer. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd agree. Um, like I said, I think ask me again in a few years' time. This is probably going to be 
further up the ranking for me in in my uh, Cayman ranking. But yeah, my my only issue is there's a there's a there's a there's a little bit too much chuff um, mm. that could be cut from this. So like may, maybe um, so when we did a revisited recently for Cohen and Cambria with our friend Rob, yeah. Um, we, uh, which said, um, so he was far more enthusiastic about their new record than maybe we, we were. Mm. And we, we were like, well, maybe we need to be asking you this in an album of the year context rather than a ranking context. Oh, yeah. So, context. Th- <laughs> so this 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 um, and Callistel Boys are my top two albums of the year. Right. Like, and it's interesting because Callistel Boys, very new band. Mm-hmm. I'm very new to them. That album's undeniably an absolute rager. Yeah. Mm. And then there's this, like I said, I've listened to this album. Oh, forget about like recording this podcast but I've listened to the Heavy Pendulum a ridiculous amount of times this year mm. it's been at least twice a week I've played mm. it cool well I thoroughly enjoyed that chaps yeah thank really you good. ever so much mm. for coming back on Adam that's alright mate anytime but, um, yeah we will um, well um, hopefully you know we can, we can have you back there's some more cave in when it comes yeah definitely uh, yeah but uh, for now we'll hand it we'll uh, play the jingle and go into our the niche of the better so do it So, our Niche of the Better Top 5, a Halloween special. Always done it again. <laughs> this is Halloween, this is Halloween. Goth Christmas and all that. Uh, so yes, um, it's uh, Top 5 Songs with, with which adjacent terms in the title. I have shit loads I've got of loads. honourable mentions of here. I've got loads <laughs> and my Top 5 is so sickeningly predictable for me. But Wonderful. Uh, love it um, I'm just going to go for um, some quick fire some quick fire. well, 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 well um, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll read out because these seem to be in order of um, where I um, like songs I found uh, from terms as I came yeah, up yeah, with yeah, them yeah I've got a similar <laughs> kind of general yeah. so, 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 so if you can see the vein they're coming from and if you have anything similar mm-hmm. come yeah, back okay, to yeah. me yeah uh, right, so I've got um, Bonnie Vare's Salem mm-hmm. and Lil Nas X's Life After Salem. <laughs> Didn't about that one. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I listened to all of these, by the way. I had some extra time. I finished uh, listening for Cave In Early, so uh, I listened to all these songs. So these are all yeah, yeah, yeah. Ollie approved. They're on the list because they're yeah. worthy of being there. Yeah. And um, yeah, really liked that Bonnie Vare song. Um, You've not really listened to the last couple of albums, have you? Probably? No, not since. He, not really anything since from forever ago. He, he, oh, wow. he played uh, Wembley the other yeah. night. Mm. Um, oh no, is it? No, it's tonight. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or last night. I'm, yeah. wait, I'm waiting for the fifth album so we can do him as an episode. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you are. Um, <laughs> any more Salem's? Uh, no, that's that. Was, okay. Uh, Got um, Lady Tron and Black Cat. Cool. I've Absolutely. got Black Cat by Janet Jackson. Oh, Lovely. Wow. Uh, and Black Cat Blues by Buddy Guy. 
Okay. There's, I mean, there's loads of versions of that. Buddy Guy's one's great. I'm not your buddy guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, L7's broomstick I oh, found yeah I saw that one <laughs> uh, yeah. broom which broom ones have I got uh, Dust My Broom another blue song Elmore James uh, version of that is really good which is broom by the Crimea they've come up before in a top five yeah uh, great yeah, that's, that's a really really good one that I didn't know of theirs actually uh-huh. um, I think they're my two broom contributions <laughs> okay got loads of cauldrons Oh, I didn't well, think of Cauldron. Why didn't I think yeah. of Bloody Cauldron? <laughs> so one, one in my top five is Full of Hell at the Cauldron's Bottom. Yeah, lovely. Um, and appropriate because uh, seeing Full of Hell next weekend. Yeah, uh, damnation. damnation. Wonderful. Yeah, I've got at the Cauldron's Bottom of Full of Hell from their excellent Trumpeting Ecstasy album. Yeah. Um, got uh, Cannibal Corpse, Cauldron Full of Hate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that when I was Googling and, that. Um, my personal favourite song title that I found, yeah. a band called Sermon of Flames, stone, American stoner metal band, uh, sort of, well, more sort of in the vein of like, I hate God, thou, yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of stoner rock, but um, with their song, Cauldrons of Boiling Piss. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, linking to that, I found um, the wonderful Manfred Mann, with Hubble Bubble in open parenthesis, Toil and Trouble. Yeah. Close parenthesis. Uh, any, with... any Macbeth ones? No. no. I did look for that, actually, and I looked for, like, Weird Sisters and things. Yeah. Okay. Um, vague Link, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, this, this applies. Iron and Wine, Pagan Angel and a Borrowed Car. Uh, so, so if we're going down Pagan, yeah. I've cheated and just gone for the band Pagan. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, also because uh, Nikki from Pagan now sings with Blood Command. Yes. Also, yeah, Blood, yeah, yeah. we kind of yeah. that. And Blood Command are, are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, pagan Poetry by Bjorks, the my only Pagan. Lovely. Which uh, Pagan song would you go for? Oh, um, I can't remember anything off that 2018 album. Okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. They they were fantastic live as well. Lovely. Oh, and uh, oh, sorry. And I've also got Creedence Clearwater Revival with Pagan Baby. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, which is also known as Chris. That's right. The Wicker Man by oh. Our Maiden. <laughs> that, that that was a that's an extremely tenuous one. Um, got any spell ones? I have got some spells. Uh, yeah. Well, I've got the obvious, and this is one that's very. Very, I think it's like my number seven. Very close to viewing there. Uh, Screaming Jay Hawkins. Yeah, I put a spell on you. I think that's come up in the top five before. It might have done. Or the Nina, Nina Simone Simone's version. One. Yeah. Um, actually, I think that's my only spell. Okay. Other than in my top five. Well, in my top five. Well, I've got um, Spellbound by uh, Susan the Banshees mm. of oh, yeah. Juju, and um, I got two witch-related terms on the same album Avatar Blues by Nick Cave and the Bad Seas got the song Spell and Supernaturally it does indeed <laughs> um, one for me and, me and Adam so um, Adam and I are kind of keeping one eye on the uh, Spurs game tonight we're both we're both fans though kind of wish we weren't at the moment <laughs> but there's um, the song Magic by a band called Pilot oh yeah which is adapted into the terrorist chant whoa ho ho he's magic you know Mauricio Pochettino yeah got any ones that are just magic don't I don't 
think so. Okay. I mean, uh, again, slightly cheat um, because of the way it's spelt as well. There's the band Magic Mountain, um, mm-hmm. Tom of Pulled Apart by Horses and his lovely wife, um, their band Magic Mountain with a, K, a CK yeah, at the end yeah. of Magic, which is, a, I think it's a, a witchy term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, Arctic Monkeys, Potion, Potion Approaching. I've got yeah. that on my list, yeah. yeah. From Humbug, the excellent Sorry. Humbug. Looking forward to covering that when we come around to Arctic Monkeys. Mm. Um, hopefully that's soon. Cause we've yeah, been, I was thinking, been, I've been thinking that with the new album. Yeah. It would be nice to do those. Probably the peak in terms of artist and song title. Yeah. DJ Sabrina the Teenage DJ. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is an artist that exists. Um, with a song called Charmed. Excellent. Oh, brilliant. A there witchy TV show. Wonderful. And there's also, obviously, Third Eye Blind, Semi Charm Life. Yeah. Any charm or no charmed? No charms. I've got a, got a curse, I think. Okay. Two curses. I'll go, let's go with that. We'll go with opposites. Pulled Apart by Horses, Shake Off the Curse. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Um, uh, Alkaline Trio is this thing cursed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's it, I think. My curses. Oh, I've got a couple. I've got a couple of curses. Um, Kill switch engage. My curse. Yes, of course. Um, cursed by ghost or ghost. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, uh, inhabits the same scene as like perturbator, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, and um, spelled slightly differently, but it, 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 this would be just outside my top five, probably numbered like six, six or seven. Um, curse spelled K E R S E D by ceremony. Okay. Oh yeah. One of my favourite ser- one of my favourite delivered hardcore lyrics of all time. Pack your hit fist full of hate and take a swing at the world. Nice. <laughs> uh, good collaboration album, Kirsty's Metal Hands with Conjurer ah, and Pine yes. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's definitely worth a worth a shout. Yeah, definitely. Um got the wedding present with Bewitched. Nice. Uh, yeah. There is the great pop band Bewitched <laughs> of course, of course. with Say La Vie. <laughs> um, I personally prefer Blame It on a Weatherman. But, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, got um, uh, going into an 80s patch here uh, The Breeders and Hag and Melvin's with Hag Me. I've also mm. got Band of Horses with Hag and Clutch with Night Hag. Lovely. Oh, oh yeah, this is a Clutch Night Hag. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Um, this song doesn't have any witchy turns in the title, but it's worth shouting out anyway. I think I recommended this band to you a while ago. So, um, post, uh, New York post-punk band Have a Nice Life. Mm. Their lead singer has a side project called Giles, Giles Corey, which is a concept album about the only man who died in the Salem Witch Trials. Mm. Basically, he um, defended the women that were being um, okay. that were being killed and um, was killed as a consequence because yeah. that's how fair that was um, and uh, but, but um, I've got no one is ever going to want me from that excellent for um, only to date Giles Corey album I believe both Giles Corey and Have a Nice Life have performed at Roadburn before that sort of vibe mm, nice what are witches wear Chris sorry what are witches wear that's right, Leprous the Cloak. <laughs> okay. Yeah, fine. Got any cloak ones? I have not got any cloaks. All right, no. okay. <clears throat> this one's a bit of you, Chris. I don't know if you've uh, checked out this record. 
but um, Coven by Snarky Puppy. I haven't. It's a bit of uh, dub and yaz. Nice. Right down your street. I've listened, actually, hang on, what album? What, uh, I've listened to their most recent album that came out this year. But okay. I've to anything else. All right, fine. So, okay. I can't remember off the top no. of my head. But again, I've only listened to that once. So. And I can finish out my honourable mentions, finally, <laughs> with um, The Heretic Anthem by Slipknot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Any more? Uh, I've got a couple very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cream Strange Brew. Yeah. Um, I've got some toads, because, you know, toads are a common ingredient. Of course. Uh, Viagra Boys Toad. Oh, right, yeah. Great song. Uh, yeah. And Cream also have a song called Toad, which is their version of, um, like, Moby Dick or Rat Salad, where it's just a riff and then a massive drum solo for three minutes. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Ginger Baker doing a big drum solo, what's not to love? Yep. Uh, Maiden Mother and Crone by the Sword. Oh, oh, Crone. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Also, um, Sword are about to split up. That's yes. a bit of a shame. Yeah. That's off their, uh, their debut album as well, that song as well. I think, um, I, I think this. Ca- uh, hexagram Deftones mm-hmm. I looked it up mm. it seems to be a fairly witch adjacent term Hex yeah yeah. Um, uh, I think we're pretty much, I think that's I think that is it except right so the only one that's left is my number six yeah same which is gonna go on my playlist okay choices yeah because one of my top five is 25 minutes long right so it's in my top five, but I'm not going to put it on the playlist. <laughs> so my number six that will instead go on the playlist yeah. in place of that one is Hocus Pocus by Focus. Oh. Of course. How could I miss the opportunity oh. to put that on the playlist? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Wonderful shout. Wonderful shout. Um, so have you got a number five there, Adam? Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I've already said two of them, but mm-hmm. um, I'm going to put... I will choose a pagan song, but pagan will be number five just because I've yeah, cheated. Cool. Fine, um, okay. and it's bang on. So. Cool. Um, so um, yeah, bubbling just under uh, was number uh, for, uh, as number six was um, Bob. Shame what happened to him. He became a bit of a flat earth weirdo. But um, featuring Rivers Cuomo off his quite great first album, which has uh, has airplanes yeah. with Haley, Haley Williams, is also magic. Cool. Yeah. But my number five, how are witches depicted, Chris? That's right. Incubus, a certain shade of green. Oh. <laughs> That's, that is very close to tenuous. <laughs> very close to tenuous. But unarguably witch adjacent. Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Your number four, yeah. Chris. Or number my number five, but oh, sorry, yes, kind of, yeah, uh, is Malleus Maleficarum by AFI. Lovely, good, very uh, good. The the like was it like the document, the book, the Witch Hunter book? Is that what that was? Right, something maybe. like that. Yeah, you translated as uh, Hammer of Witches. Mm-hmm. Um, was written by a German Catholic clergyman. Uh, yeah, but, so from 1486, and it was basically the described as the compendium of literature in demonology, <laughs> and was kind of what was used to justify a lot of the witch hunts and things. Mm. Um, your number four, Adam. 
Um, it's uh, a band called Priestess mm-hmm. um, and Blur. Hello, Priestess. Yeah, so they had two albums in. Uh, this one was in 2007. They had another album in 2009. Mm-hmm. They are famously known for having, and I can't remember the name of the song now. That we, oh, lay down, lay which down was on Guitar Hero too. On Guitar Hero, which is uh, yes, it's got, it's got t- it's got 12 million plays on Spotify, and the yeah. rest of their songs have a lot less. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very much a one-hit wonder band, but sure. they were fantastic. Lovely. Um, so that's, yeah. Nice. Brilliant. Um, my number four. <laughs> can't, can't wait. Can't believe I've got this band on our playlist. Uh, Little Mix, Black Magic. Oh, God. It's a banger. <laughs> it's a banger. <laughs> I know I know it, but I can't recall it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great song. Your number four, Chris. Uh, my number four. Uh, there were two options here. Mm-hmm. Uh could either go Sorceress by Opeth. Which is already on our playlist from Arctangent. So I've got Hex Omega. Lovely. Lovely. From Watershed. Wonderful. Um, your number three, Adam? Uh, so yeah, I've already mentioned it, but Full of Hell at the Cauldron's Bottom. Lovely. Um, yeah, Trumpeting XT, great album. Yeah, saw, saw that at Road Burning Full this year. Brilliant. Lovely stuff. Um, it's me next, isn't it? Sorry, yes. My number three has already been mentioned. Hex Grand by Deftones. Nice. <laughs> yeah, self-titled Deftones album will always be one I have mixed feelings for. Yes. This is it. So, so, so sometimes when I go back and listen to it, it's better than I remember. Sometimes it's worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, we I can't believe we haven't done Deftones yet. Um, we will. The, uh, 2023. I have. I yeah, have. I'll come back and do Deftones for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a lot, of, a lot of things to say about that. Yeah, yeah, I've got a lot of things to say about early Deftones that people don't like. So, <laughs> Excellent. Your number three, Chris? Uh, my number three is the one that's not going on the playlist. Yeah. Because it is Bitches Brew by Miles Davis. Right. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. But I, I ain't putting anyone through 25 minutes of Miles Davis, <laughs> yeah. that's druggiest. Well, I did actually find um, a Crosses song called Bitches Brew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I could put that one instead. Yeah, see how long that is. <laughs> Your number two, please, Adam. Um, so, Biffy Clyro, Witch's Cup. Um, nice. Fun Biffy song, big choruses. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny enough, got some trumpets in it after mentioning Trumpeting Ecstasy. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah number two. Yeah, Lovely. Uh, so oh, two, yeah, right? sorry, yeah. Um, okay, so this is one of my favourite covers ever, and it's a controversial one because not many people like this band. Okay. It's um, Hymn's cover of Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. It's a good cover. It so is a good, good cover. And obviously Wicked being the uh, yeah. witchy yeah. musical. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, bloody great cover. Um, him on the whole could take or leave, but... Leave. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but well no um, Jesus Opportunity just shout out the nice Finnish people I met on the tube the other day after Coheed at Brixton who said they'd check out the podcast nice. oh nice hi Finnish people <laughs> uh, my number two has been mentioned yeah it is Spell by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds lovely over Supernaturally but again I'm going to make us do Nick Cave here one day. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and yeah, it's a special album. <laughs> Two <laughs> songs from that one album, spoilt for choice. 
And then your number one, please, Adam. Well, it'd be it would be stupid for me not to mention Queens of the Stone Age, Burn the Witch. Yep. Uh, yeah, that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys asked me to do that, I was like, I already, I already know. Uh, that was the first one that popped into my head. Um, so, yeah, easy one. Lovely. Um, another tenuous one, but had to, uh, as, as, as soon as I thought of it, I had to have it as number one. It's Superstition by Stevie Wonder. Fair. <laughs> They have black cats. Very, black cats are superstitious. It's very tenuous. But <laughs> I, it's a song that should ultimately be on the playlist. So there <laughs> I had a similar thing where as soon as I thought of this one and realised that it counts, I was like, well, I know straight away that that's my number one. Mm-hmm. Um, which, and it's very specific. Mm-hmm. So it's specifically the 1977 live version. <laughs> <laughs> from the 2012 deluxe edition three disc reissue of Fleetwood Mac's Rumours right. oh, wow but the song is Rhiannon from the self-titled album before that right but the live version that came with the Rumours the, the, the deluxe edition um, I think one of the greatest live rock vocal performances ever recorded Stevie Nicks for the whole second half of that live performance is uh, possessed why, why is it witchy? Because Rhiannon is about a witch. Okay. Fine. Cool. Chris and I are a band. <laughs> we are called My Eyes Are Old and Bent. We play a blend of post-hardcore and post-metal. My voice is slightly fucked from our recording earlier, but it means an EP is slowly, slowly, slowly but surely getting there. We've been saying that for six years. <laughs> Yeah, you were saying that last time as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you want to follow our exploits, we can be found on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at M E A O A B. This podcast is brought to you by Grimheart Promotions. This is Chris and I wanted to put on shows in London and Surrey. Uh, so if you are in a band, if you manage a band, if you're mates of a band and want to shout them out, or if you just, or if you manage a venue, or if you're just interested in cool gigs that might be coming up in those aforementioned areas. Do give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Grimheart Promo. So, shout outs, chaps. Um, got anything you've been listening to recently, Adam? You want to shout out? Yeah, I've been listening to loads of new stuff recently. Mm. Um, shout- it's, been, it's been a glut of great stuff recently. Yeah, it's been really good. So, the ones that uh, jumped to mind because I forgot to make a list, but Skin Failure. Mm-hmm. Um, they are uh, Will from Black Peaks. I'm funnily enough wearing a Black Peaks t-shirt. Yeah. Um, well, formerly of Black Peaks, who unfortunately split up. Mm-hmm. Um, him, Dave Larkin, bassist of Black Peaks, and the guys from Memory of Elephants, mm-hmm. and Paul. Um, I can't remember Paul's other band. Sorry, Paul, if you listen to this. Um, Skin Failure. They've got a couple of singles out. They played Dark Tangent. Saw them. Fantastic. Um, they're doing a tour uh, with In Technicolor, who also also want to give a shout out. Yeah, they've dropped a couple of singles. They've got a new album coming out. Oh, cool! Both little teaser. Both albums are, are great, and mm-hmm. everyone are very lucky to have already heard them, listened to them. Uh, are, they, are they both out on Small Pond, or is it just In Technicolor? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. Okay. Um, but yeah, both albums are coming out in November, I believe, and they go on tour around the same time. Um, yeah, so those two guys, uh, the two bands, uh, definitely get a shout-out from me. Lovely. Chris? Uh, I've got... Um, yeah, so my first one is a South London band that I... I feel like I'd recognised some of their, like... The, the 
like branding or something, but I hate saying branding, but you know what I mean, like with the typeface and stuff. But don't remember ever listening to him, which is Mountains. Mm. Um, they had an album, Tide's End, came out on twenty second of September. Uh, Lewis John's produced, so mm-hmm. it's a oh, nice. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's like <laughs> mentioned them just now, actually, but like riffs on the scale of the sword mm. but with like some biffy vocal melodies in places nice um just really cool yeah mm. really really cool um and yeah i was surprised i listened to it and i was surprised that i hadn't heard anything about them or that album because i think there's a lot of people would really love it but maybe haven't listened to it but, um yes that's the one and my second one i was telling ollie earlier about i had a lovely day on monday so i'm going to give a quick little few shout out recommendations to things from that because it's not something we do that often mm. uh, i went to see the hallyu south korean culture exhibition at the victorian album museum mm-hmm. recommend that very Amazing. very good we then went uh went to arang restaurant in golden square in soho south korean very very nice and then we went to see decision to leave the new south korean film uh, from the director of Old Boy and The Handmaiden, which was probably in my top three films of the year. Lovely. Uh, nice. And then as a result, we got home and I thought, oh, I want to listen to some South, New- South Korean music to finish the day off. And remembered that, so my obsessive thing of making a spreadsheet of all the new albums that I like as mm-hmm. I listened to them for the last two years, the very first album to make it onto 2022 spreadsheet that I listened to on New Year's Day 2022 was an ambient album by my dream fever called rough and beautiful place it was beautiful and it's from south korea hey perfect (laughs) (laughs) all comes in um actually we're not straying too far for my first shout out um which is the new ep from envy the sort of uh, post-metal screamo legends from japan um their new record saimai is much in the vein of all their stuff bloody brilliant um yeah just absolutely love that band nice. and staying in screamo um got the new birds in row yeah uh, their record chris klein came out a, a couple of weeks ago great record not to be confused with the actor chris klein from american <laughs> pie um actually then being french is probably more gris, gris klein um that's german yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah <clears throat> um, just like I said, glut of great new releases recently. Um, one of which I will save for talking about later on yeah. this year. Um, general shout out uh, to an artist I've never really checked out before, but on the basis of his recent conduct on the internet, I investigated more. So, obviously, the shrieking transphobes led, led by J.K. Rowling have been having a go at Graham Norton and Billy Bragg. Mm-hmm just purely for uh, defending trans trans people they've been um accused of um condoning death threats and rape so just him being one of the coolest men alive and just dealing with it just like you know shut up Who, <laughs> like, who's this, sorry? billy bragg oh right oh along with graham norton yeah um just yeah like graham norton's had to leave twitter because of all of, of jk rowling's army mm-hmm. going at him uh him sorry and um and, and and billy bragg's experienced the same thing just for saying yeah trans people are valid well a big part of billy bragg's was he's got so it's a song that was traditionally about gay rights mm-hmm. that he wrote in the 80s mm-hmm. and he's changed a verse of it to yeah. be about 
trans activism and yeah. that meant loads of people got really angry with him yeah, yeah. pricks um, I didn't actually know uh, Billy Bragg was gay he's not oh okay but you wrote about it okay <laughs> um, yes sorry um, as, as, as mentioned Adam and I are Spurs fans but one all now Brilliant. Um, <laughs> thank, thank fuck for that and finally the new Cloud Rat Oh. Um, anyone familiar with Cloud Rat? Yes, I've seen Cloud Rat before. Yeah, very good. Great I band. Didn't know they had anything new out. So, so um, I mentioned the new Worm Rot earlier in the year. Similarly to like bands like that and the likes of Pig Destroyer, it's quite a progressive approach to, approach to grindcore. Nice. <clears throat> very um, lots of sort of um, skyscraping, coruscating riffs. Like imagine. Yeah, basically, imagine like a cross between Svalbard and Pig Destroy, and you basically got Cloud Rat. Nice. Yeah, they're really good. Um, yeah, their new album, um, Threshold, is fantastic. I suggest. Lovely. I suggest you check out that and their 2019 um, uh, effort, Pollinator, both brilliant. Very nice. Mm hmm. Will do. Lovely stuff. So we are on Twitter as a podcast at BBTS underscore pod. Um, I can be found at O-L-L-I-E-X-C-O-R-E and Chris, you are on. That's CM Grumps. And Adam, you've changed up your uh, social media presence yeah. since uh, since you were last on because you forgot your passwords. Yeah. So, so hashtag Velociraptor. <laughs> yeah, I uh, accidentally deleted my Twitter. But um, yeah, I do, um, there is the old episodes of Audience Please podcast that you can listen mm. to. It has been defunct for a little while, but yeah. I might be coming back at some point. So Excellent. Go give me a follow anyway. Um, I'll probably post up about this on, on those socials anyway. Lovely. Thank you very much for that, man. Yeah, at Adam underscore Valerie 87 and um, Audience Please podcast for all the old episodes. Um, yeah, really worth checking out. Did it had, he had a, um, Adam had a lot of cool chats with bands during lockdown about uh, touring and how much everyone missed it. Yeah. So <laughs> now everyone's back. No one wants to be on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I haven't got the time going to too many shows. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, uh, but luckily we could uh, still have a podcast for you to come on and uh, express that side of yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, do come at us um, on at BBTS underscore pod with all your caving thoughts. Is Chris mental for having <laughs> Jupiter on antenna at six and seven? I think he is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, five yeah. and seven. Five and seven. Five and seven. Sorry. Number. Yes, of course. Final <laughs> transmission was number six. <laughs> Um, but uh, and also come at us with your uh, your opinions about our next podcast. So we're um, so in the lead up to the end of the year, our last three podcasts we're going to do are massive. So we decided to give ourselves a little break um, with this one and have a, have ourselves a bit of a weird off. There's also another pattern I noticed, which is nice. Okay, but I'll go on. I'll let you say it, and then I'll. All right. So we're doing a double revisited next time around. As we uh, talk about Björk's new album for Sora, who we covered way, way, way back when in episode three. And um, also subsequently to the re release of their self-titled album, we're going back quite soon to the Mars Volta. With their... Which pleasingly was episode 33. Ah, nice, nice, very good. So yeah, thanks very much for uh, joining us for this pod. 
Sorry, my voice is completely gone now. <laughs> um, croaking like the aforementioned toads. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks very much for uh, joining us for your chat on ch- our, our chat on caving. Um, do join us next time for Björk and the Mars Volta. In the meantime, enjoy Halloween. And uh, we'll see you soon. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.